Is Kirsten any closer to finding out the truth about her father, and is Linus and Camille finally calling it quits? Stay tuned because we have all the details about Season 2, Episode 5 and 6 here on AfterBuzz TV. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! What's up, guys? This is Dakota T. Jones coming to you live here from the AfterBuzz TV studio. And we are so excited to get into Stitchers, guys. We're a little bit late in the season, but don't yes. you worry. We are really excited and we're going to be covering all things Stitchers. So I have a lovely co-host. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone? Hi, I'm Becca, and you can find me at Becca B. Talks TV on Twitter and Instagram. So excited yes. to be starting this after show yes. for Stitchers. Becca is the one who made this happen, <laughs> and I'm so thankful that you made me watch this, because how long were you telling me, Dakota, watch this show oh, since last year? so long. I've been obsessed with this show yeah. for, I mean, since it came out yeah. last summer. I've been absolutely obsessed. For it's sure. A great show. And you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. So let's get started. We have a ton to talk about. We're yes. talking about season two, episode five, five and, and six. six. So we start off, episode five is called Midnight Stitcher, which I think was one of my most favorite episodes of all time. The amount of times I've watched the episode is, not going to lie, insane. Really? <laughs> like, oh. it's oh probably the amount of times I've rewatched episodes of Pretty Little Light. Really? Which wow. Is a that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's so. impressive. Well, we start off the scene with uh, Camille and Linus making out. Which was kind of like goals because I <laughs> I'm so happy it. that they are finally starting, at least in this episode, to get closer and, you know, really, I, you know, discovering they have feelings for each other. I'm obsessed with every couple on this show. And I keep using the word obsessed. I need to find a different word. <laughs> but it, it describes my feelings toward the, the couples on the show. They're goals. They are. They really, really are. And, um, you know, we see that happen and, you know, we're kind of getting excited. It's setting it up to think, oh, they're finally going to be together. And then we kind of... Yeah, like, serious, serious relationship going on. Yeah, you Uh. think so. Until pretty much, let's be honest, I'm going to put it out on the table. Their relationship right now is pretty much only sex at the the moment. Well, they have amazing chemistry. They do. And they've had amazing chemistry for the longest time, which... Part of the reason I love watching this show is because the cast, their chemistry with each other when they're when they're acting mm-hmm. is unlike many shows on really TV. Really, it is. Yeah. You see the connection. You you would think they'd be they've known each other for forever. Yeah, for sure. Um, basically, what my favorite part of this whole episode was is the storyline. We have an intense storyline to discuss with this episode. And basically, we find out that the victim that is going to be stitched into is a girl named Sandy who dies because she is flung from the roof of a, like a huge skyscraper, pretty much, like in her apartment building. And, you know, everyone's wondering, okay, what's happened? This is crazy. People want to know, is it suicide or is it actually, you know, like someone who murdered her? And basically, they find a note that is left saying that it is Casey's fault, which Kirsten thinks must be Kirsten Clark. So she's thinking, how is this my fault? Like, I've got to find out what's going on, and I, I need to find and out. if she finds out what's going on, then it'll lead her closer to, like, to, to finding, finding out what's up with her father. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so she is, like, determined to stitch into this girl, but... We love Maggie, but she's always playing it by the rules, and she says we are not going to be stitching into this girl until we find out if it's safe or not. 
you know, and I totally agree with her. I mean, you can't just stitch into rant some, to anyone. Like, you have to kind of know their background, well, know what's going on before they get into it. Especially with all the problems that have that's been going on lately. Yeah. Like, everything that's being hidden from everyone at this point yeah. is making stitching into people tough if we don't know their full story. Right, exactly. And so. I totally agree. And so basically, Kirsten is not taking no for an answer from Maggie. And she is like, oh, no. we are going no, to no. do this. So she basically. Wa- she wants to find out more about yeah. everything. You know, I, I wouldn't blame her. her life. Yeah, I don't blame uh, her. So she basically saying, you know what, we're going to stitch. We're going to meet at the lab. And, you know, by the time the lights are flipped on, Maggie is going to be there within 23 minutes. So we've got to make sure to get in, stitch, and get out pretty much. So basically, they stitch in, right? Behind yes. Maggie's back. Yep. Maggie and, gets the notification. <laughs> yep. Which they just, I mean, they knew that she would. Yeah. And they knew that she would come. She was like, oh they my were, gosh. They were, they overestimated their the time they had by two minutes. I know. She ended up showing up two minutes early. So she showed up 21 minutes into it rather than 23. 23. Gosh. But um, you got to love Maggie. I love her to death. Um, I, I think she's, she's hiding something huge. She is. In... I hope we find out very soon. I'm Me thinking too. it'll be like I'm thinking we'll find out episode ten. I hope so. Ish, but I want to find out before because it's killing me. Yeah, for sure. Let's see. And also, I mean, we're talking about the stitch. We see this yeah. this random, not random, but I'm saying it because we haven't got there yet. A kid in a red baseball hat, a red who, cap. Who Kirsten keeps seeing. Kirsten sees him in almost every single stitch now. It's getting to the point where she is becoming super paranoid. And at this point in this episode, we don't know who it is. We don't know. A lot of people are making assumptions. You made an assumption. I made an assumption. And don't say what it is because I'll it ended up being right. I'll say what it was later. Yeah. I ended up being right. Yeah. But Becca's almost always yeah. right when predicting with shows. Like, <laughs> a lot of the times. A lot of so the times. I'll admit that sometimes I'm not right. Yeah. But you never know. I mean, it's like very right, dead on with this Yeah. One. And um, basically, while Kirsten is stitching in, she has a problem. There's this, like, this almost water-like barrier that she's, like, pushing through. And she kind of pushes herself through and kind of gets lost in that. And we see, you know, she's, like, her body, like, starts floating in the water as she's trying to stitch. And everyone's freaking out. I think she was gone for, what, like, 30 seconds or something like that? Yeah, somewhere around there. Thank goodness Cameron, like, brought her back. Like, you know, took her back. Those behind-the-scenes people, you know? Yeah, Just, you gotta love them. Yeah, you gotta love all of them. <laughs> and Cameron always it, has Kirsten's best interest at heart, so he's always well, ready to save her. All of them do. Camille, Linus, and Cameron, even Maggie, and Maggie, Maggie has her have her best interest. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. So this barrier is what really is interesting that a lot of people. And we're forgetting know. Fisher too. <laughs> yeah, we can't forget about him. But um, basically what's going on right now with this barrier, a lot of people are confused. What's happening? What is this? It ends up being something really deadly. And this is why Maggie didn't want them stitching in in the first place because they knew they were dealing with something that was a little off. It ended up being, well... What they call a brainwash. Yeah, and it brainwashed Kirsten into picking up a gun later in this episode and trying to shoot everyone. Yeah. Which, in... The promo after episode one was aired. Oh, and that, I know you were like, what the heck? That teaser scared me so much. Because <laughs> oh, so I great. love Camston, too. Yeah. Camston shippers, hi. <laughs> I, they need to be together and, like, figure it out. I'm, Nina seems nice and all, but, like, 
love triangle thing needs to love triangles they'll get you no, every no. time <laughs> no um basically what, go ahead what i thought was interesting about the whole uh stitch thing mm-hmm. in this episode was that we saw casey at the very beginning when she got pushed off mm-hmm. the roof and i didn't really like the first time i was watching it mm-hmm. i didn't suspect it at all that she was that she would have been Casey. But then I rewatched him by the third time I rewatched. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, the glare she's like the way she's looking and the way she ran over. Yeah. It kind of spelled trouble. Yeah, for sure. And we're also we can't forget about Camille running into Liam, which is Kirsten's ex-lover at the gym. And at first we think this is innocent, you know, like she just happens to run into him. But we find out a little bit later that actually Maggie and Camille are working together to try to spy on Liam because they have something on him um, from that previous episode with the picture. Well, he's always been sketchy. Like, okay, that British accent is great. His face is great and all. You never can trust a guy with a British accent. You just or, can't. Or, or that face. <laughs> but <laughs> very true. You can never trust a guy with a British accent. Never We've can. learned on multiple shows. Here. Yep. Can't do it. <laughs> can't yeah. do it. He, he thinks it's innocent, innocent flirting that they just coincidentally ran into each other. Or as far as we know. At that point. As an audience, at this point even, too. Yeah. He thinks that it is, like, a huge coincidence that Camille ran into him at the gym. And at when they first ran into each other, we did, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... Yep. Find out later. Yep. Camille is actually becoming very, very sneaky. I love it. She's got this great poker face. But what we don't know is that... She's actually not letting Linus know what's going on. So the whole time she's working behind his back and bluffing him off or brushing him off. And so he's getting very hurt because he thinks, you know, what is going on? She's lying to me. We find out that, you know, he he took the food to the library to give to her because he wanted to, like, surprise her and be like, I know you're studying, but here's food. I love you. And guess what? She wasn't even there. Yeah. Lies. I, yeah, that which came up in the sixth episode. Yeah. Which we'll get into more later. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if I like Camille's storyline right now as of this. I mean, I like it. I, I like I, badass Camille. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like that. I like her fight. I like her training and yep. stuff. It's great. Yeah. And. Very strong. She's becoming more of a strong oh, character rather than someone who's just holding an iPad. But, I mean, she's. I've always thought of her as a strong character just because of her remarks, I and guess. Her, her attitude, yes, for just, sure. Just her remarks and yeah. her sense of humor, quick winning. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we actually see the strength. Yeah, she's at we do. Developing. And speaking of all of that, we actually need to get into the storyline of Sandy again. Basically, Fisher and Kirsten, or no, was it, was it Fisher and Kirsten who went to the, oh, was, I think it was... It, it was Fisher went, and Cameron who went to the apartment to see Sandy's old boyfriend. It was... Um, it was Cameron and Fisher. Cameron and Camille. Okay. Later on. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yes. Well, either way, two of them go <laughs> to the apartment and Fish, they try it was to... Fisher they, and Kirsten, Cameron and Camille. Yeah. They go to the apartment. They're wondering, what is this guy's problem? Like, he's he says he smokes pot, but, like, there's something else going on yeah. here. And he basically says that this girl, and I believe her name is, I think Kim it was Jones. Lisa. 
Lisa's the one who's controlling them. Kim, the Casey? Kim. Kim. Kim is yes. her name. She's <laughs> trying to control them. And basically what's going on is that she apparently lived across the hall, but kind of like ditched town, you know, whenever the whole, you know, murder happened. But she basically is finding a way to hypnotize pretty much and brainwash through her victims. meditation tracks. That, that actually have a, a certain code that kind of like yeah, activates chaos. <laughs> so pretty much. Activates chaos. Yeah, there you pretty go. Pretty much once her boyfriend turns on the music. He, you know, he instantly starts, becomes... Like, he turns into a zombie. Yeah, pretty much. And he basically acts like he's getting ready to throw himself off the freaking, you know, building. It was like mid-conversation, too. When yeah, he, it was It was super random. <laughs> Camille was so confused. Yeah. Camille's reaction was my favorite at that point. She's like, what's going on? She's like, on? uh, excuse you? Yeah. <laughs> and then once, once Cameron saves her... Yeah. Or him, sorry. Basically, he sees that he has a scar. Which, Which Kirsten, Kirsten saw, saw in the, the first time she stitched. Yeah. And yes. So. And so they predict that he is the killer. Which, I mean, kind of, but not really. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he did kind of do it. His mind was controlled. Right. And it, so it wasn't technically his fault. He was a part of a, a bigger, a bigger storyline. But obviously yeah. he is the one who pushed her off the building. Yes. And, um... You know, once we get back it, to the lab and everything, we start, um, we start, you know, seeing everyone, you know, wind down for the night. Mm-hmm. And basically, Camille gets a text from Liam saying, hey, do you want to hit the gym? You want to go out and hit the gym? And she says, sure, because she's trying to get closer to see what his angle is that he's working and which side of the team he's working on. But at that, at that point, we have no clue. And I'm like, yeah. stop texting him. I was like, what are you doing? Go hang out with Linus. And Linus, Linus is, is like, your boyfriend. I know. Linus <laughs> is like, do you want to hang out? And it's like. Poor Linus. She's, she's like, no, I've got to go do this or that. I have a huge thing to study for. Poor Linus. Poor Linus is head over heels. He's for, getting the for slip Camille these and, days. Oh, just, I feel bad. Me too. I like Camus. Yeah. And the couple names on this show are actually the best. Pretty great. <laughs> and once they're at the gym, you know, it's very obvious that Liam is hitting on Camille. Yeah. She doesn't really know how to take that. She's playing coy, but she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And basically she acts like it makes her a little bit uncomfortable because she doesn't want to, like, go out with a guy who's <laughs> Kirsten's ex-lover. Yeah. Because she's a good friend. Yeah, exactly. But um, basically so she kind of leaves, right? Yeah. And we're kind of like wondering, okay, what is she doing? She keeps going around this guy, but then she'll act like she's like playing aloof and has to like go away. Like, well, I, that's what she does best. She does. Like what I'm saying, she is so sneaky these days. She, she's a genius. She really is. I love the way she. You know, everyone has a strong, like a, a strong role on the team. Yes. And hers is definitely and, like getting in and trying to figure out more details, and yeah, not just not just in the lab. One, it was like, okay, she's back there, like, holding an iPhone stuff or an iPad, uh-huh. stuff like that. And we're kind of wondering what exactly is she doing. Yeah. But now we see a little more yeah. of Camille yeah. working with the team. That's what I, I really having love a it. huge purpose in the, in the stitching program. The Stitchers program. Right. Not only is she in the lab, but she's having a lot of field work, too, and going out. And, and we, I love that part. Yeah, and she, she goes out and... Into the world. In distraction? Into the world, yeah. Into the world. And I know you're going to be so mad when I say this because I know you are definitely not for this relationship. But 
we do see the scene where Cameron and Nina are sitting on his couch. They're having wine and pizza, talking about their favorite movies and everything, and they kiss, which I know your heart was screaming when that happened. Right? I'm just going to keep staring at you. <laughs> and I know I, you as soon say, as I saw that. If you say that you, ship, that you ship them, I'm just going to keep staring at you. But it's you. so cute. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I think it's cute. I think Cameron deserves someone who's going to be emotionally there for him. And I think Kirsten is starting to get there. So I appreciate well, that. Well, Kirsten feels emotions now. Exactly. Come on. So she's, I, I'm she's still rooting. There. I'm still rooting for that team. But it's still hard because, you know, Nina is a great girl. And they, they get mean, along. They have so much to talk about. I mean, as far as we know, Nina is like, Nina's a good person and yeah. is interested in Cameron. By the way, but everyone let us know right now. I have right my now. suspicions. Yeah. Everyone let us know right now in the comments what you think of Nina's character. Do you love her? Do you hate her? Do you want her to go away? Or do you want this relationship to happen? I'm curious what the, the majority of the people are going to say. Yeah. For life, right? Where are my Campston shippers? <laughs> yes. And... um. What I really loved from this episode was the the weird part where Kirsten's asleep and all of a sudden we see her kind of like get up out of bed and she stumbles to the door, which is totally me when I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And like she goes and I'm like, okay, where is she going? Like, come back. (laughs) Come back. Come back. Get in bed. It's late. What are you doing? Put on some shoes if you're going to go outside at least. And Camille, pretty much the next morning, is like, why do you have, like, gross black stuff all over your feet? You're normally awake at this hour. Yeah. Second, why do you have, like, dirt and stuff all over your feet? Exactly. There's a lot of Camston peeps on on here. So, I like Team Camston. Yes, a lot of people love that. Hi, Kate. Team Camston. Yeah, who do we have on the chat roll right now? Oh, we have Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Kate. Boo 69. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boo 69 bees. <laughs> yes. I oh, love her. Um, I know. Um, Kate said, do you think Nina is like a female Liam spying on Kirsten through Cameron? Ooh. And I've had my suspicions, and I actually really want that to happen so that so then Camston can make it back to each other. See, I don't know if that would happen, though. Because That's a really good prediction, though. That would be, I would feel like that might be a possibility if... Nina found Cameron, but Cameron happened to be at the store and find Nina. But was that planned? You never know. Maybe she was following him, but doesn't didn't she works there? She works at the shop. So like he went to her. So I don't know. But 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 even if she did work at the shop, how do you know she didn't like rearrange her work schedule? <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Make sure that Cameron came into the store when she was there. Yeah. I pretty much, there's been crazier things I, that have happened. I mean, I kind of want her to be sketchy really? and someone we can't trust. Cause... I like her the way she is now. I want her to become a part of the Stitchers program. That's how much I like her. I mean, I wouldn't complain if that happened. I just want Camston to be a thing. I just think she needs to find someone else. Yeah. <laughs> but she even needs though to I find do love the chemistry else. that they have. But um, so basically, we have Kim, right? The redhead yeah. who is pretty much brainwashing everyone and you know taking over their minds through this like meditation music and getting them to do crazy things and so um she is pretty much pissed because she had an idea about like a brainwashing thing um and this movie producer took it over yes and decided he was going to make that story into a movie so they keep going to this set right 
Stitcher's team keeps going to the set. Which is the back lot of where they film. Yeah. I read that online That's during so cool. while I'm doing the episode. It's the back lot of where they film. Yeah. And I want to know, you know, like, what is going to happen to this guy? They keep warning this dude. Hey, dude, you know, you better be careful. You're going to die. It's going to yeah, happen. No, You're going like, to get murdered. Kirsten and Fisher even go to the set and they're like, okay, you remember Kim Charles? And he was like, uh, yeah, that like wacky person crazy person yeah and pretty much he does not take the threat yeah. seriously at all he, no he doesn't but and he's like i have a ton of people who are after me hate me yeah want me to disappear and stuff like that so he's not taking it seriously. seriously and it's so it sad because right now. dude you know he he's he's gotta watch it but he's it's, gotta watch it's, his back. it's awful that kirsten came to warn first and then ended up being the one who was used yeah bring brainwashed yeah. in this whole situation and then went back on yeah because that makes it look even sketchier to this guy yeah bringing it to that point basically they all go back to the set trying to warn him dude you better be ca- i keep saying dude i never say dude in my personal life anyway <laughs> you better be careful this is going to be bad we have a real threat that you are going to maybe die today he doesn't take it seriously and pretty much the music activates kirsten and she pulls a gun out Yes. But before I get into that, we cannot forget earlier when Kristen pulled a gun on Fisher, which was a big part of the story. And we were wondering. Which, which was after Fisher and Kirsten came back into the lab. And she heard the music playing. From, and Linus was explaining the music to Cameron. So all who, of that made her go Which crazy. isn't actually music. It's like just like a meditation track. Yeah. Brainwash people. Yeah. As mentioned before. So. so pretty much she not only pulls a gun on Fisher, but also yeah. Cameron. Cameron, which... Oh. So sad. And she runs away. And, and the pro, in the promo, like, the second time she pulls a gun on Cameron... Mm, not good. It just it just made me <laughs> cry because Cringe. I didn't have a backstory at that point, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, like, what's everyone else on? in the chat, what do you think when you saw that promo after episode one this season? Because... It was crazy. That was insane. Yeah. And also, pretty much why they go back to the movie set is because they're thinking, okay, Kirsten has run off. She's going to come back and she's going to shoot the director. Yes. The movie producer. So they basically run. So they're trying to get they're to him. They're saving him and Kirsten. Yeah. Because, I mean, she can't go to jail. Yeah. So they she's see- an important part of this stitch- right. of the Stitcher's program. I mean, they wouldn't be able to do half the stuff if it weren't for Kirsten. So. Yeah. So she pretty much pulls a gun on this guy. Yeah. And, and his name is Roman Bain, by the way. Yes. And who comes to her rescue? Who steps in between Kirsten and the movie producer? Cameron. Yes. I love how you Cameron. whispered that so seductively. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> love it. Oh, and my heart was beating really Cameron. fast. Oh, my God. What the heck? <laughs> And there's like God above us <laughs> speaking. <laughs> oh, that's so. so great! Oh my gosh. Um, so he pretty much talks her out of it. He's like, you know what? You're not. You don't. I know who you are. You're not this person. And pretty much gets her to break. And but but we didn't know that she that she would break. Yeah. And we neither thought, did he at that point. We thought she was gonna shoot him, and that was gonna be the end of I camera. Mean, I- <laughs> my God. To be real, I didn't think that she would shoot him. Yeah. But. I got to, like, during, 
I'm going to go back to when I saw the promo. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the backstory at that time, and they included that part of the episode in the promo for the whole season. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought it was going to be, like, episode 10 of the season. Yeah. And she was going to shoot him for some reason. Yeah. I was like, ooh, better not shoot him. It's going to be bad. Don't you dare shoot your... Your boyfriend, your future husband, I know. gone. So once once he breaks her and is like, look, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. Um, we see one of the extras from the movie scene who's playing a zombie who has red hair. Kim Charles. Pretty much, yeah. She decides, you know what? This is not this. I'm going to make this happen. My, so she my pulls plan a gun. isn't working. Yeah. She pulls a gun. She's like, my plan's not working. I'm going to take care of this dude myself. So she pulls a gun on him. And, and bam, Kirsten fires back. Kirsten shoots her first person ever. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. And then Maggie comes later on in the episode. Flash forward a couple minutes or like a couple hours. Don't really know how many hours, minutes. Mm -hmm. But flash forward and Maggie comes and brings her a cup of something I'm assuming is very strong. Probably alcohol. alcohol. (laughs) Let's be real. She's like, some situations call for alcohol, pretty much. She's in this call this call for it. I've been in this situation. It's needed. And before we get on to the second episode we're gonna be covering today, we have to talk about one more thing. After all of that is set, you know, they figure out the they they solve the mystery. Scooby Doo, they solve the mystery. Scooby Doo (laughs) Cameron asks Kirsten. No, Kirsten asked Cameron to hang out. He's like, hey, she's like, hey, do you want to do something? <laughs> the, oh, this was like the saddest part of the entire episode. The one time she actually says, hey, you want to do something? Like, come back to my place? And he's like, yeah. no, nope, can't. <laughs> gonna be nope, with can't. Nina. Gonna be with Nina. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And and then Linus asked Camille the same thing. And Camille's like, oh, no, I have to go do uh yep. Work. So all of our favorite so, ships are having a moment of of So we're all brokenhearted here. Yes. And the last thing of the episode that I want to talk about is Kirsten has been tirelessly calling, trying to find this Elizabeth Stinger. And she finds out that it is not Elizabeth Stinger. It's Elizabeth Brown. Elizabeth Brown. <laughs> Same last, Your name, last name as me. <laughs> so everyone, I'm so thinking apparently Becca. I'm related. <laughs> yeah, Becca's related, so <laughs> scary stuff. So I know but, more than I think than yes. you think I do. Yes. So that is it for episode five. So before we get on to episode six, I just want to let everyone know if you're in the comments right now, make sure to go to iTunes, comment, rate, subscribe to Afterbuzz TV. Give us a review on there. Let us know that you are here and watching the show, and we will definitely give you guys shout-outs on our social media. We love you guys so much, so thank you so much for joining us on this lovely journey. Well, we'll also have another host be joining us next week. Yes. This one, and we're, we are changing to Thursdays next week. Yes, so we're going to so. be on Thursdays at... Thursday at 6. six. Thursdays at 6. After. <laughs> six. We're like, boom. <laughs> All right, so season two, episode six. Drum roll, yes. please. Called The Dying Chinese Shame. Chinese pop star going yes. on here. The Dying Shame is the name of the episode. So we open the scene, right? Ta-da. This beautiful, lovely morning. <laughs> and I'm just not going to talk for that. <laughs> <laughs> if he's going to narrate, I want this. All right, I'm going to narrate. I'm going to give everything. Okay, so Cameron and Nina pulled an all-nighter where they loved talking about movies. They didn't have sex. They just talked and talked all night until his alarm for work the next day went off. I, I just, just want to... Okay, go ahead. I just want someone to say something wrong so then either Cameron gets mad at Nina mm-hmm. <laughs> for like disliking his favorite movie or Nina gets mad at Cameron for disliking her favorite movie. And then Camston. I just want to say I am a 
like this 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 moment of love right here going on. It's is cute. Cute. And I love that they were like, you I'm know, not they, gonna deny it. They didn't even like, you know, have sex at this point yet. They're just Yeah, I'm not gonna deny it. Enjoying each other's company, which I think is so refreshing. Like you don't always have to just <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Like sometimes you need to sit down and have a nice conversation with a nice young lady. You know, it's not all about <laughs> sex. So that's my little sex parent. Ed class. Yeah, sex ed for the day. <laughs> but I love that moment. I just loved it. And I have to agree. Yeah. I have to. So basically, <laughs> moving on from that little tidbit, Kirsten is really still searching for this Elizabeth Brown. I think there was 250 Elizabeth Browns in the California area that she had to call. Right. It took her forever. And Brown is a popular last name. It is. Don't know about Elizabeth, but apparently it's a popular name too. Yeah. Kinda. And we see our, our victim of this episode, which I love that this show, every episode is a different storyline. It's storylines within storylines. <sighs> it's... So it keeps you on the edge of your seat, and it keeps you fo- wanting to follow the show. That's why I love this show, and I'm praying to the Lord above that we get a season three. Yes. I need a season three. There's a petition online for a new one. Let's find it. Who hasn't seen There's a petition. And sign it. <laughs> yes. Follow the creator, uh, Jeff A. Stetcher, uh-huh. on Twitter. He's posted the That's awesome. link a couple times. I love it. Um, But our victim, her name is Coco Su, and I love that name. And she's the biggest pop star ever in China. And Linus is a huge fan. Yeah, he's a a (laughs) fanboy. And we see that she is found dead in her dressing room before a show, and her bodyguard is passed passed out. out. We think, or, you know, at first we think she was drunk, but it's very obvious that she was drugged. Yeah, she was drugged. So that's what we see in the very beginning, and... Basically, we're wondering what's going on. We kind of see, you know, uh, Kirsten is ready to stitch into her. Yeah. And basically, we see that this paparazzi pretty much is wanting to blackmail her for cheating photos, which we find out a little bit later is something else. But the paparazzi, <laughs> thank God, yeah, something else. The That'd paparazzi, be the most awkward cheating situation in the world. I know the paparazzi was pretty much trying to say, you know, give me two hundred, no, two hundred thousand dollars. For it's a lot of money. A large sum of <laughs> dinero. They wanted no. to get them. They Is that right? Dinero is money? Yes. Okay, good. Anyway. <laughs> You're um, like, is that dinner or money yeah, in Spanish? Lots of dinner. <laughs> um, but anyway, so also pretty much this paparazzi is trying to blackmail her. And somehow she, Coco, has a really, really old husband, lover, situation going on <laughs> and he's making bank off of her so it's like why would he kill her you know yeah. everyone thinks he killed her but i'm like no 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 he's no, making bank off this chick more to it always more to yeah, it there's always more to the story than Which, the eye. i have to say the confusing part of this episode was trying to understand the like everything that was in a different language yeah for me and kirsten was able to translate that in like <laughs> understand Chinese when she was in her brain. I, I, wish, brain. I wish that worked the same way for, like, viewers of the show. Because yeah. that would have made watching this episode so much easier on me. But they gave us subtitles. They gave us subtitles. But as, uh, I think it was Kyle on Twitter, Kyle Harris on Twitter, mm-hmm. said that uh, subtitles are really hard to read if you're yeah. a slow reader. Yeah. So, That's funny very that true. That. Yeah. It's like... Pause. Yeah, pause. pause. Okay, read, pause, pause. play. But <laughs> now play. Once we see all of that in the stitch, we're wondering, okay, who killed this girl? 
And I love how like the stitch is over and then they like, they want to like, like have normal conversation. Yeah. Like nothing happened. Pretty much Kirsten offers to cook for Cameron and Nina saying, you know, (laughs) trying to prove to herself probably that she's not against their relationship. So she offers to make them dinner. And, you know, we think it's going to be this fancy, lovely dinner. It turns out to be pancakes. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't complain if someone came over and made me pancakes for dinner. As long as they were those cupcake ones that I had the other day at IHOP. (laughs) Those are good. (laughs) And so basically Fisher's like, you know what? We need to find Coco's bodyguard because she's still living. We need to find her and somehow get some answers because this is just crazy. We need to find out more about this secret lover. Because, I mean... Coco's bodyguard, even after they found found her passed out and stuff, mm-hmm. found out she was passed out, she still knows a lot what was going on. She knows. But uh, then we meet her. We meet her. And we think, oh, she no understand. Yeah. <laughs> we, we think at first that she does not understand English. That's what she says. And then... Because she doesn't seem to. And Fisher and her are walking down a sidewalk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. This is great. <laughs> Should we talk about it? Mm-hmm. He, might, he might not want us to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> He's embarrassed. He's he feels emasculated. But she's walk, walking down the sidewalk with Fisher. Fisher's trying to figure out if she understands English yeah. or not. And she's like gestures that she's hungry mm-hmm. as a distraction. Fisher's like, oh, you're hungry. And, then, boom, and it boom, takes boom. like one second, one millisecond. And... She somehow gets Fisher handcuffed to a bike rack. Yeah, so he's pretty much screwed. She runs away. <laughs> and, and Mark travels fast yes. back to the Stitcher's lab. So they're like, crap, dead in there. We got to find her again. <laughs> and um, then they decide, you know what? We're going to go find this paparazzi. We're going to yeah. find him, and we're going to see what kind of photos he's got, and we're going to see if that leads us any closer. So they go, and paparazzo is dead. <laughs> so He's dead, <laughs> laying over on his desk. His camera is gone. And Fisher goes into the bedroom to see if anyone else is there. And who is there? Little Miss May Ling. And he's like, oh, we meet again. And she looks like, all right, fine. You got a gun. I don't have anything. (laughs) Take me in. (laughs) And they find out that little sucker was actually, she's been, she speaks perfect English. I want to go to before that happened Mm -hmm. when Fisher enters the (laughs) Stitcher's lab Mm -hmm. after being handcuffed to the back rack. Just have to say, I think it was absolutely hilarious how, Ma- how the way Maggie greeted mm-hmm. Fisher. Just like, so how'd you get handcuffed to a bike rack? <laughs> He's like, let's not talk about it. Everyone just brought it and up. And then everyone, he, he has to say, let's not talk about it like 20 times because everyone keeps bringing it up and wants to talk about it. Poor guy. So funny. Poor guy. So <laughs> Bravo to Fisher. Yes. And then this this, this was very interesting. Kirsten is calling and calling, and she thinks she may have found the Elizabeth B that she was looking for. But we find but, out Elizabeth B is dead. She dead. Yeah, which is why Kirsten thinks that they this found, is her. Yeah, they pretty because, much were because talking it, to her mom. it makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense, and then the mom hung up. After they asked if, they, if, if he knew Stinger. If he knew Stinger, so... It wouldn't make sense, but let I kind of want. I'm kind of hoping that it turns out to be a false leading. Maybe because I want her mom to be alive. I want this Elizabeth Brown to be alive. I think that would be a really great storyline to see, like one of 
you know, Kirsten's parents, like, there. You know, yeah, alive. I, want, I would love that. I want one of Kirsten's parents to be there and alive and present in Kirsten's life. Preferably and, her mom. Like, because I want to know what more. I want to know more, too. I want answers. Me, too. And, what? like... Basically, Kirsten wants answers. Kirsten wants answers, but somehow in all of this, she still finds time to make dinner for Nina and Cameron. And stitch into people. And Nina says she's going to the bathroom and and pretty much finds Kirsten's wall of like equations and like crime scene investigation. And she's like that. I think that plants a seed in her mind. And she's like, okay, this girl is not just some smart girl from school. Like she is like a mastermind trying to figure something out. So I think at that point, she kind of like realizes, you know, I think I may be dealing with someone who has a life that they're not really telling everything about. So I think that that yeah. moment was her, like, saying, wow, she's, she's like, there's something going on with this girl. Like, there's there's no normal reason that that would be strung up on the wall like that. Oh, know? no, no. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Uh, but another reason, like, why I'm kind of suspecting there's something up with Nina is because she walked into the room full with that going True. on. But she, like, what but, was she doing? That's true. But she was like, oh, my gosh. So if she wanted to be sneaky, she could have just been uh, quiet. You know what I'm saying? I don't think she would play But I think, I like think that. the, oh, my gosh, playing dumb was so that no one would just suspect. Yeah. Speaking of playing dumb, we got to talk about the wonderful Camille. Sneaky, sneaky. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. And she's playing dumb like, oh, Liam, you know, what's up, boy? And pretty much. The best line in this episode What's that? What was the best Camille line in this episode? Ooh, there's a lot of lines. I don't know. Which one were you thinking of? I was thinking the wolf line. The wolf line? Which one was that? At, when she d- said it to Liam. Oh, When okay. Liam was, like, hopelessly flirting with yes. her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, Camille and has the best lines. Camille is just, just responds with wolf. I love her. just hilarious. She's super funny. No, I love Camille. Camille is... Great character. Allison does great playing her. Mm-hmm. The perfect amount of sarcasm. Yes, for sure. And um, so they kiss. And you can tell Camille's feeling very, very guilty about this. She's like, how am I going to tell Linus? Like, am I going like, to tell Linus at all? She keeps making up excuses as to, why, as to why she can't hang out with Linus and then goes and kisses Liam. It's so sad. Like, so poor Linus is going to be like, okay, so you're, you don't like me anymore? You're not in love with me anymore? It's so What's sad. Up? And I just feel brokenhearted. And he was too because, you know, he, because leading to the next morning, they are all at the lab, and he's mad at her because pretty much he made her food because he, he made felt her bad food. for her. He brought, brought it to the library. I know. Showed up to the library. She was nowhere to be found. And he's like, were you there or not? Straight up. And she said no. And he just But at leaves. least at least she said no instead of continuing that whole, oh, yeah, I was in the back. You should have checked. Yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. So sad. Go away. But I like you, but I don't like you enough to put up with the lying. Yeah. So. And then we see Maggie, and she pretty much is looking at Cameron like, why are you so happy right now? Like, what happened last <laughs> night? What? You're a little bit too. She's like, okay, let's be real. Did you get some last night? And he's yeah. like, well, that was your my FBI skills are on thing. point. It was so freaking funny. Favorite thing. I don't know. Uh, but um, I, but getting some with the wrong person. Yep. Wrong person. Yep. And Coco, our lovely pop star, has pretty much. We find out in the stitch that that she's not cheating. She is actually talking to her father, who 
escaped from prison. Yes. And is working in a garden trying to make an honest living because he was mis... What is it called? Like whenever someone is like a, a falsely accused. Mi- mi- mis- falsely, ac- falsely accused. Falsely accused. Let's of see something I- that he didn't do. So he <laughs> escaped prison and pretty much is trying to live on the DL. And that's what the paparazzi caught was a photo of her talking to her father. So she knew if those photos went out, it would be a bad yeah. deal because her father would be exposed and thrown in jail or possibly killed for escaping so prison. She didn't want those. Go- yeah. Not cool. She didn't want those going out. Not cool. Fantasy stats guru. I love. I loved the line. Can we get this boy some water for his thirst? Oh my gosh! Yes. By the way, fantasy stats guru is always awesome. Watching. He's our always shows. on on the chat. Yeah, and I want to say thank you so much. A personal thank you because also, you're always so supportive. Also, to Tina. Hi. Tina. Oh my god, I love Tina. Glad you can make it on. And Cameron I- is a dork. Yes, and Danny is here tonight, I believe, too. And so I just want to say thank you guys so much. A lot of you guys came from our our Shadowhunters after show, and we love that you were here with us in the meantime, and we are so excited that you love this show as much as we do. Now, back to the episode. Back to the episode. We took a little break. Really quick. <laughs> um, so Kirsten runs into... We pretty much find out who the guy in the red cap is. Yes. Do you want to do the unveiling since you're the one who actually found out? I've been predicting this since the boy in the red oh. cap. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I've I've been guessing since the since the boy in the red cap was first shown mm-hmm. in the stage because the hair looked like him, but it's young Cameron. Young Cameron. Still confused as to why he keeps showing up. But they do say in the episode there's he's saying, you know, he's, I wasn't actually in this memory pretty much. I'm just like your subconscious making up a figure that you like are fond of trying to re- <laughs> like relate so Camston is pretty much in game. Pretty much. But <laughs> we wonder who is this guy? Who is baby Cameron in the stitch? Like who yeah. is he? And he's trying to communicate with her and he's like, I'll tell you that I'm real because tonight when you show up at your house, there's, there's gonna, gonna be a be package. Something. A package, yep. And I was like thinking the package was gonna be something totally different. But, but um th- through young Cameron's mind, we kind of know that Cameron does still have feelings. For sure. For Kirsten. For sure. It's very they obvious. They both still have feelings for each other. Exactly. Come Kirsten on. is jealous. Come I know on. she doesn't have Endgame. very many feelings, but she's definitely jealous. Yes. And um, we see Mei Ling. By the way, Mei Ling and Fisher are so cute together. It's very obviously they have a spark, and I hope I to see her I want to see again. her back. I was going to say, I want to see her back. I bet she will be. Because they did have a spark Yeah, I, she's definitely got to be But back. I have another prediction later on. Yeah. Let's in a couple minutes. In a couple minutes, we'll get there. Yes. And so basically, they saved Coco's dad's life because someone was getting ready to kill him right then and yes. there. And, you know, Kirsten shows up a little bit late with Cameron. And basically, um, Kirsten is so sweet, and we see an emotional side of her. She comes, she sits next to Emotions. the dad. Emotions. I know. What are they? <laughs> what even? Emotions. And pretty much... You know, gives her dad the pendant that he had given Coco. Yes. Which is the great-grandmother's pendant that, that she loved so she had loved so much and pretty much quoted the line I, I in don't Chinese. Know. I, I was crying during this, and I don't know if it was because I was watching it at, like, 1.30 a.m. last night. <laughs> or, and I was, like, at that point where I'm, like, emotions, emotions, everything makes me cry. Yes. Because 1.30 a.m., yeah. That's yep. the time where everything makes me cry. That's feel emotions. Yeah, the feels come alive <laughs> yeah. that late at night. <laughs> at that time. Yes. But that was the sweetest scene. It was. And I'm glad that even though Coco is gone and her father has to now 
live, live with that her. and live without her. That he it brought at a little least, bit of closure. He at least knows that Coco forgave him and believed, and believed him, him that he was innocent. So I really did like that moment. I thought it was very. It showed a lot about Kirsten and how she fishling. <laughs> what fishling? Who said that? Fancy stats get fishling. Fishling, that's cute. But I was just really happy with that moment, and it was a moment where we see Kirsten finally showing her feelings. We've seen a lot of that this yeah. past, you know, few episodes. But I love the gradual, you know, change that yeah. she's making in herself, and I love that. And um, at the very end, we see Cameron kind of confront a dishonest Kirsten. Yeah. And that's kind of where it leaves us off at. And you know, Linus obviously confronts a dishonest Camille. So much dishonesty. I know. But I like the parallels going on. Me too. I. The writing on this show is absolutely genius. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. It's one of those shows where, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you weren't here, I can I can rewatch over and over again and yeah. like not get tired because you catch new things every time you rewatch, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. But, I mean, it's one of the reasons I like the show. The writing is the, strong. Yes, for sure. The only thing that left me hanging and I can't wait till next week, was because, you know, I was waiting. I was like, go, girl, go home. What's go at your home. door? What's at your What's doorstep? At your do- and she opens the package, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be this grand moment. And it's one of Coco's records with a note of the quote that she gave her yeah. father. Which? I was like, okay, how does that have anything to do with finding Kirsten's father? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. But anyway, that's where it leaves us off at. So really quickly, let's no, get into I'm some After Buzz TV predictions. Yes. What is one of your biggest predictions right now? I've had this prediction since um, since Fisher was made a regular. Damon was made regular in the show. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking that as far as relationships on this show, because right now everyone's kind of broken up. Um... I'm thinking, like, Meal and Fisher are going to have a fling. Ooh, no thank you. But I kind of see where you're no, going. No, I've, I see I've where seen you're going. it coming since probably, I, I say, the first episode of this season. Really? The first they, episode? They kind of hit it off in the first episode, and I was like, okay, I love me some Camus, but I, <laughs> I, I can see. He's I, a little old for her, just a little bit. I Is he? Just a little bit. He's definitely older than her. He's older than her, but is he too old? I don't know. He's got to be like at least maybe like 35. I would or think 35. A less. 35, and she's 24 or 23. I mean, age. Age isn't just a number, but <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> age. I think my biggest prediction is definitely that the baby Cameron, I say baby, it's kind of like not a baby, but anyway, baby Cameron is definitely um, Kirsten's father toying with her head somehow mm-hmm. through the stitch. So that is my main prediction. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining us for Season 2, Episode 5 and 6 discussion. We will be back next week at Thursday at 6 p.m. Yes. And we will be joined by Gabriel. Gabriel, who's, who's Double G on TV on Twitter. Yes. I'm Becca B. Talks TV. Becca Brown. And I am your host, Dakota T. Jones. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. Like, rate, comment, subscribe to all things AfterBuzz TV. We love you so much, and we'll talk to you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. 
Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.